My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello friends, welcome back to the Girl God's Got You podcast. Really excited to be talking to you today all about one of the most requested topics, and this is about boys, dating, marriage, relationships, communication, conflict, all that, everything that has to do with Christian girls trying to find nice men of God, and this is actually my second time recording this podcast. I recorded it last night. And then I was listening back to it. I thought, I don't know. I just, there was more stuff I wanted to say. And I thought that I was rambling a little bit. So I thought, okay, I'm going to re-record. And I went over my notes again. I found some other good things I want to share. And I really just hope that this podcast episode helps you. Just as a disclaimer, two disclaimers. First of all, I'm not going to go too far into my personal stories and personal life. Just because I don't want to put all that out online. But second disclaimer is that I am not a relationship guru (laughs) by any means. I've only dated a couple people, but I have learned a lot about myself, about God, and the person I really want to be dating, Um, the the standards that I have for myself and what I really want to see in my relationship. And the biggest thing I have realized is that I have been part of a relationship that has not been the healthiest, but now that I've seen the, you know, the comparison between not being in the healthiest relationship and now being in a very healthy, uplifting, encouraging relationship, I just see the difference. And I wish I had a podcast like this to listen to when I was going through just some questioning moments and trying to figure out where to go in life. And I just wanted to share things that I have learned. And these are pretty much dating tips that I wish I knew before I started dating when I was 18. Because as a background, I didn't date in high school. It wasn't that I wasn't allowed to, I just, uh, I didn't really want to because another disclaimer, I guess, is I, when I date people, I I date, you know, for the long term to evaluate if I want to end up marrying them. Not saying I'm going to get married within, you know, four or five months of dating someone, but I just am under the mindset that if I'm going to take enough time to really get to know someone and then open myself up to them and have them get to know me, I want it to be for a reason that matters. And so there is this wonderful author named Ben Stewart. I've talked about him here a bit on the podcast, and I'm going to share some quotes from his book, Single Dating, Engaged Married, a little bit later. But he said that dating is a process of evaluation. And I think that is so beautiful and a really great way to explain it. And when you are dating someone, 
It is so important if you are dating for that long-term marriage aspect to evaluate the aspects of this person. Can you really be with this person your entire life? How do you two connect? Maybe the person you're dating, the guy you're dating, is a really wonderful guy. Maybe you guys don't mesh that well. And so there are just a lot of tips in this podcast that I've, I've learned throughout the years and I really want to share them with you. But I really want you to think throughout the entire podcast that dating is all about, all about evaluation. And one of the biggest things I wish I knew sooner is that if something is not working, if you really just, it's not working, you have permission to leave the relationship and to end it. I think for young Christian girls, we're under this idea that, oh, you know, dating and marriage, it could be hard, it could be a struggle, but we just have to fight through it. And in marriage, that's one thing because you are you made that commitment to that person for life, so you should really try to work through things. But in dating, if it's already really hard, it's probably going to be extra hard in marriage, and you don't want to go into a marriage with that mindset. Ben Stewart also said that while dating is about evaluation, marriage is about mission. So... When you're dating someone and you're evaluating if this is working, I challenge you to ask yourself, if I do marry this person, will we be able to run on mission for God together? Or will we be tearing each other down? Will we be distracting each other from God's plan for us? So if you are in a relationship that is not working out, it's not life-giving, you're, you're getting distracted from your purpose and passion that God has for you, I would say just take the step and end the relationship. And if God really wants you two to be together, he will bring you back together. So if you have any fear of, oh, if I break up with this person, what if I shouldn't have broken up with them, but now I am broken up with them? If God wants you to come back together, he will make it happen. But if not, at least you listened to him, listened to his guidance, and took that step to make it change in your life. So I want to talk about my favorite quote of the week. This is actually a Bible verse. It's from John 10 10 and I really think this is a great way to describe what a dating and marriage relationship should look like and this Bible verse is all about the topic of abundance. So John 10 10 states, the thief comes only to steal and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came to this earth not to make our lives easier, not to make all of our problems go away, but he came to this earth so we could have someone to lean on when we're going through hard times. He came to this earth so we could have a companion to celebrate with when we go through the good times. Jesus came to this earth to give us freedom from our sins so that we could live life on purpose and live the way we're created to live. He died on the cross and gave us this blessing of forgiveness so that we don't have to be burdened down by sin, but so instead that we could live abundantly. And with that being said, when you're dating someone and you're dating them for that long term, you're evaluating if it's going well. If you have abundance in the relationship, I think that's a really good sign because in marriage, which is an institution under God, that should be just covered in abundance, an abundance of love, abundance of encouragement, an abundance of uplifting feelings, an abundance of selfless love, kindness, companionship. That really is what marriage should look like because if marriage is actually a mission, it should be abounding in love and joy so that two people in this institution of marriage can go out and shape the world together because two is stronger than one. And what I've told myself for several months now is that in a relationship, One plus one needs to equal two. But sometimes you find yourself in a relationship where one plus one equals zero or negative one. Because if if your relationship when you're dating isn't abundant and you're actually being held back from your purpose, you're not running on mission. 
And while in dating, that's a process of evaluation and marriage is more for, for the mission aspect, when you're dating, it should be relatively easy. It should be relatively smooth. Of course, you're going to have arguments. Of course, you're going to have conflict. But it should be a fun, exciting, and intentional sweet time. If you're dating is less abundant than it is more abundant, if you have more conflict than you have joy, if you have more cons than you have pros, I think that's a signal that this evaluation sadly didn't work and that maybe you should try to evaluate with someone else, date someone else, or be single. And so this verse I just thought was a good eye-opener, and I wish I really thought about this verse more um, in just my past couple years of dating. I think it would have solved a lot of problems quite a bit sooner. So now I want to talk about my favorite song. It is called The The Touch of Heaven by Hillsong Worship. I think I've talked about this song here on the podcast, but I have always liked to think about marriage as a glimpse of heaven here on earth because from what the people I've talked to that that are married, Christian married couples, they say that their, their marriage is something that is so special and helps them feel really close to God and that selfless love between two people in a Christian relationship it really should reflect the love that Jesus has for us and I really think that if you find someone that really loves God you love God you want to run on mission I think that that's just kind of a glimpse or a touch of heaven you could experience here on earth so as I share a couple of these lyrics I challenge you to think of it in the sense of selfless love between you and a future spouse or between you and your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever as a glimpse or a touch of heaven. I know it's getting a little melancholy here, but this is one of my favorite songs of the week and I wanted to share. My favorite part of the song is, all I want is to live within your love, be undone by who you are. My desire is to know you deeper. Lord, I will open up again, throw my fears into the wind. I am desperate for a touch of heaven. And this song is just very beautiful and I think one way that God does give us that touch of heaven is through really solid, amazing relationships in life, whether it's the relationship with your parents, the relationships with your really close friends, the relationships with mentors in life or your siblings, and the relationship of marriage if God wants you to be married. So now that we've gone through the favorites of the week, I'm ready to talk about some dating tips, okay? I broke down these tips into three different categories, you could say. First is some tips that I think we should all think about before we start dating, things that I wish I was more aware of. And the second set of tips is some tips for when you're actually dating, different questions to ask yourselves, different um, red flags to look for, different tips or different standards that you that would help you um, when you're dating. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% right on these things, but just for my personal self, I just wish I knew these things before. And then I also have some tips post-breakup, if you end up breaking up with someone, some tips on how to handle it and how to grow from it. So now, let's get into the first tip. Before you start dating, I've talked about this before, but I'm gonna say it again, be the person you want to attract. Now, I'm not saying that you need to change yourself so you attract a certain type of guy. But if you want a Christian man of God and you want him to have, you know, certain hobbies, you want to have similar interests, you um, maybe want him to be hardworking, whatever you really want in a man and different things you want to see in a relationship, you should already be those things. So, for example, if you're someone who you want to find a Christian man of God, you probably should be a Christian woman of God. So pray, talk to God, keep him at the center of your life talk to him every time you're going to make decisions in your life, 
read the Bible, and just love one another genuinely. Be that light to the world, and you will attract someone else who's also a light. Something for me that that was an additional characteristic that I was really looking for in a young man was I want them to be hardworking, intentional, and want to live with a life purpose. That was something so important to me. So I realized if I want to attract someone who has a lot of purpose, has a lot of drive, wants to make an impact in this world, I have to be on that same page too. Because if I don't have that drive, I'm not going to attract someone who has that drive. Does that make sense? So be the person you want to attract. Really work on yourself and put your self-worth in God and God alone. Run on mission for God. Live with purpose. Have intention. Work hard. And you will find someone just like that. The person that you want to be with. The second tip that I would encourage you to think about before you start dating is be honest with yourself about a timeline. Another huge factor is finances. Now I know I'm a little biased because I'm planning to be a financial advisor or financial planner but if you're you know 18 and you only want to date someone for a couple years do you really think you have enough money to be married when you're 20 21 22 19 whatever age maybe you will maybe you have a great job lined up maybe the man you're dating does but be honest about a timeline when it comes to waiting for marriage and finances because that stuff is real life and you also don't want to rush a marriage because of those things or you don't want to be necessarily dating for five to seven years i know some people that works some people date for five to seven years and it's totally healthy and great some people i think it's not healthy to date for that long so when you are sitting down thinking about dating really understand your age Think about a timeline, not that you have to make a five-year plan, like don't go crazy. And then when you are dating someone, don't rush the whole idea of marriage, but tell yourself, okay, is this really realistic? If I start dating now, will all my values line up? And also too, will I be able to afford getting married? Is this a good idea? So just being honest with yourself about the realistic adult things in life, okay? The third tip I have for you is when you are getting to know someone and you're in that dating stage, you're not necessarily boyfriend and girlfriend yet, you're not in a long-term committed relationship yet, but you're getting to know them to see if you want to date them to evaluate. And so this tip is be honest and upfront with who you are, what your standards are, what your goals and dreams are, and what your strengths and weaknesses are. Because as I said earlier, you could find a really great man and you could be a wonderful woman. But sometimes you don't go together. And that's because maybe you have different goals. Maybe you have different dreams. Maybe you have different standards. Maybe your strengths don't really line up with their weaknesses and their weaknesses don't line up with your strengths. Maybe you communicate differently. Um, One thing for me is I really wanted to date someone who was logical, who uh, didn't use a lot of emotion and get angry or petty that often, who uh, was really on mission and who was a little bit more independent because I don't want to date people who are clingy. I don't want to date someone who has a temper. And so some people are more emotional, some are more logical. I lean towards the more logical. I really wanted to date someone who had similar interests in me with current events, finance, business, politics, all that. So maybe you meet someone, you realize, whoa, this man is wonderful. We have nothing in common and um, he's more emotional or he's too logical for me. So I would just say be upfront with who you are And if there's some important topics to you, just share them right off the bat. Tell the guy you're talking to who you are, your goals, and then they'll actually really appreciate it because you're just, you respect yourself, you believe in yourself, you have self-confidence, you know what you want, you're letting them know. And I just think having that before you start dating will 
just solve a lot of conflict beforehand and don't rush the entire dating process either really get to know someone take the time go on fun dates you could still be intentional without adding a lot of pressure to the relationship and those are my tips for before you start dating that I just I've learned throughout the past couple years and I think it would really help you if uh, you end up dating anyone anytime soon So the other couple tips for during a relationship. So say you went through that whole process of are we dating, are we not, I don't know. And then you figure out, okay, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. We're evaluating. We're trying to run with God together. What do I do now? There's a lot of tips in here. I think there's like 10. I'm not sure. I'm not going to number them because I don't want to go too long on this. But first tip, biggest one, biggest one. And for all you women out there, please listen because it's very hard to do this. Do not lose yourself in someone else. I'm going to say it again because we all say, oh, I won't lose myself. God is still at the center. My self-worth is in God. But let's be honest. It's really easy to put our self-confidence in the guy we're dating. It's really easy to put our self-worth in how they treat us, how they pursue us. But no, girls, no one should be before God. One of the Ten Commandments. So your boyfriend shouldn't be before God either. He should not be on a pedestal. God is still number one no matter what. And if you keep that as a priority in your relationship let me just say it's just a much more fruitful relationship because you don't want to date someone who has you as their pedestal because that means they may be clingy controlling manipulative and you don't want to make that person your pedestal because a you don't want to be one of those psycho crazy girlfriends that all the boyfriends complain about you don't want to be that and you don't want to be super attached to where you just can't live without them and so if both of you have god as the center of your own life, you both put your self-worth in God, when you come together, it's going to be beautiful and it's just going to solve a lot of conflict and you'll have an abundant, loving relationship. Yes, you'll still have conflict. Yes, you'll still have arguments. When God's the center and you're trying to love one another like Jesus loves you, uh, you could solve arguments and conflicts relatively quickly because you just want to show respect and care. So I'm going to talk about some Ben Stewart quotes really quick in his book, He shared this analogy. It's a really good story. It's a little long, so I'm going to kind of breeze through it. But um, I just think it really reflects the fact that each person in a relationship needs to take their self-worth and their strength and their love from God so they can love each other and push each other toward God together. So he said about this story, Several years ago, a friend of mine went scuba diving in the Caribbean with some friends and family. They did one of those crazy unsafe deals where you get an hour or so crash course on all things scuba and then you swim out into the ocean. So before the dive, she was paired up with a middle-aged man. They were to be scuba buddies, able to function independently. Both had their scuba masks and oxygen oxygen tanks, but they were paired up to enjoy the adventure together and to provide support in case something should go wrong. So as long as they both had their scuba tanks on, air flowing, they were a real source of life for each other enjoying the wonders of the ocean together. But then something went wrong with his gear. Oxygen ceased flowing. Panic set in. They knew the emergency protocol. A series of hand gestures, sharing oxygen, then a slow, calm ascent to the boat above. But as soon as the man realized that he could not breathe, all of that went out the window. He quickly grabbed his female scuba buddy by the shoulders, shaking her and trying to yell. She tried to understand what he was doing, but none of this looked like the emergency drill they had just learned. As she tried to calm him down, he suddenly yanked her aspirator out of her mouth. Desperation set in. Where there is scarcity, there is desperation. Let me say that one more time, you guys. 
Where there's scarcity, there's desperation. And where there's desperation, there's exploitation. As he struggled for air, he began to push her down, almost as though he was trying to climb her like a ladder to safety. Of course, what he actually was doing was drowning her, and in return, she struggled violently with him in order to get the aspirator back and take a breath. Then, in a final act of desperation, he grabbed her and swam full speed toward the surface. In doing so, he forgot to pause and adjust the pressure, so when they arrived at the top, they both got decompression sickness, also known as the bends. They survived, but needless to say, they're no longer swimming buddies, or any kind of buddies for that matter. The same principle holds true in all of life. When you have a source of life, you are a source of life. But where there is scarcity, desperation will set in, and desperation can easily become exploitation of others. If you're disconnected from a source of life, or your oxygen tank in other words, then you will attempt to suck life out of someone else. You will be tempted to use people to try to get your sense of self validated. You will in a moment become a sucker of life rather than a giver of life. And this is how toxic relationships are born. This is why so many go wrong. When we bring God-sized needs to human beings, they cannot possibly succeed. Nor can we offer them unconditional love on the days they are struggling, because they are our source. And this whole section from this book, Single Dating, Engaged Married, I'm going to link the book in the the show notes because it's beautiful. And I still personally haven't finished the whole thing yet. I really want to within the next couple of days because it's a wonderful book. But right when he was talking about how we can't bring God-sized needs to human beings and we can't validate ourselves in someone else because it sucks life away, I think um, with this tip, you, it's just healthy to put your God-sized needs in God's hands and really validate yourself with God. It'll solve so many more problems and I wish I knew that sooner um, in life and I think it'll help you all when you're dating someone. So the second tip is don't rush the process, enjoy it and live in the present. I find that a lot of people just rush dating, especially if you're dating for long term. And what I've learned is life is so short, you don't know if you're going to get tomorrow. Recently um, with my, my family there's been some health stuff and what I've realized is that sometimes you plan to live till 100 and you sometimes don't make it to 100. Really sad. And so when you're in this amazing, fun, fruitful, abundant, life-giving time where you're a young adult, you're doing your own thing, but you're dating someone awesome and you have friends and you're living on mission for God and they are too, don't rush it. Enjoy it. Because when you're married, I hear it's great. When you have kids, I hear it's wonderful, but it's different. And enjoy each process, each stage, because you know what? Jesus could come tomorrow. And we could all go to heaven. And, um, well, some of us, you know, the rapture. We're not going to get into revelations here on this <laughs> boy podcast. But you never know what's going to happen. So enjoy each moment and don't take it for granted. Next tip. So when you do have conflict arguments, respond with love and patience first. It's so easy to be selfish, to be manipulative, just to, to lash out and say things you don't mean. And to give the silent treatment or to not text someone back. And all these stupid, petty, immature things. I don't know why 20-something-year-olds still do this. I don't know why 30-something-year-olds still do this. Here's the thing. If you have conflict and an argument, your first response probably is going to be angry, rude, all these things. But that's just Satan trying to get in the way of a great relationship. So instead, respond with patience and love, communicate, talk it out, and ask yourself, how would Jesus respond in this moment? If each person goes into a relationship wanting to love one another like Jesus does, 
you'll actually have less conflict. And then when you do have conflict, it's not going to be a huge fight. People aren't going to get as hurt. If both people are trying to be selfless, kind, patient, treating each other as Jesus would, the relationship is a lot better. So when you're, you know, starting to date someone or as you're dating someone, tell them like, hey, you're not really treating me like Jesus would. Uh, It doesn't make me feel loved or cared for. And I, I really would appreciate it if you talk to me differently and maybe if they see this that to you don't take it as an offense take it as a good constructive criticism so the next tip that goes along with this is all about communication communicate as much as possible now for me i'm an overthinker and i over communicate oftentimes i mean listen to me right now this podcast is already really long (laughs) but um if there's something important to you don't be afraid for sharing sharing it communicate let the person know how you're feeling because there's nothing worse than bottling something up and then letting it explode so what i would say is communicate as much as possible and encourage the person you're dating to also communicate you don't want someone to feel like they can't say anything because you take it too seriously or you take offense or you get mad or you get sad take constructive criticism take different standards and I would just say talk about things and talk about it as soon as possible and you really will be able to avoid a lot of the complications in a relationship and these are all tips while they may be small and obvious in the heat of the moment it could be kind of hard to communicate openly it could be hard to be patient but the more times you try to love one another like Jesus does and be open communicating and honest you're able to still fix your eyes on God and not be distracted by the little things in relationships that oftentimes so many people are distracted by the next tip I have is keep God at the core this will also solve a lot of problems before they even come to the surface because if you pray together if you read scripture together if you're trying to live on mission together you both will be able to treat others with kindness. You both will be able to treat each other with kindness. And I really think that as two young people are pursuing their careers, they're pursuing their dreams, they're trying to really develop their purpose, their mission. If both people are seeking strength from God and seeking wisdom from God, I think that'll fuel them. And then when they are coming together, hanging out, spending time together when when you're praying and doing a bible study or going to church or whatever it is when you have the strength from god and the strength from each other you're able to be each other's cheerleaders in life to help uplift each other as you're striving for your goals because it is it is pretty easy when you're dating and you're a young adult to try to balance your career your goals and then try to figure out how to make time for other people and i just think one of the best ways you could show love to someone is being their cheerleader uplifting them and one of the best ways to do that is by praying together encouraging each other with scripture and really keeping god at the core and that'll also help you understand the strength of your faith and someone else's faith if the person you're dating isn't serious about God or doesn't really take faith seriously or maybe you're dating someone who has a super strong faith and you're not there yet that could be a good indicator of evaluation of whether you guys are serious enough to continue to pursue this long-term relationship now the last tip I have when it comes to tips within a relationship is this be honest with yourself and it is really easy to put the blame on other people all the time and that's just because we're naturally you know, selfish, sinful people. I know that I repeat that all the time, but it's true. Our natural inclination is to be more on the selfish, um, me, me, me side. And so when you're dating someone and things aren't going well, or maybe there's just, you need to talk about stuff, be honest with yourself first. Are you the one that's causing a lot of conflict? 
Are you the one putting your self-worth in someone else? Are you the one that's maybe clingy, controlling, manipulative? Really be honest with yourself. Ask these questions. And I also say pray to God. Have him develop these traits in you that you want in a relationship. Have him give you the strength to put your self-worth in God and God alone. Because it's a relationship is a two-person game. Two people are involved. There's two sides to every story and not just one person is always the one to make problems so really be honest with yourself and I would also say I guess this is another tip this is the last tip I'm <laughs> looking at my notes is to pray about the relationship and God knows the wonderful plan he has for your life he also knows who he wants you to be with in life so girl if you're struggling to just figure out okay I'm single where is the person I'm gonna be with or maybe you're in a relationship and you're thinking, this is not working out, but I have no clue what to do. Girl, God's got you and he has a plan for you and he knows who you're meant to be with. And so I would just pray to him every day about the relationship and be honest and say, hey God, if there's something I'm not seeing, please open up my eyes. If there's something I need to work on in this relationship, please show me. Help me work on myself. I pray for the person I'm dating, give them strength. And I know some people like to pray for their future husband. I'd say even when you're in a relationship, still pray for that future person because you, you never know who God has for you. And I just say that's one of the biggest tips. Keep God in the center for yourself and also in the center of the relationship. Talk to him, pray to him, communicate because he has a God of promises and he has a wonderful story for your life. And even if you don't really know what it is, he definitely does. So those are my tips for when you are dating in a relationship. And as we know, sometimes relationships end. Sometimes you break up. And so I have a couple tips for if your relationship does end, things to think about in your relation or afterwards. So the first is to kind of understand where you went wrong. Once again, this is the kind of the whole self-awareness, making yourself the best version of yourself of yourself topic. I'll just look back at your relationship, look through all the different stages, the different cycles, and really just think about, okay, at what point did things start going downhill? And what I found in a lot of relationships, just from you know personal or things I see with my friends, is that oftentimes you get to know someone and you're like, wow, this person's great quality. He's the person I've you know really been praying about. Blah 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 blah. And then the more you get to know someone, most of the time you're like, hmm, this person isn't who I thought he was. There's different things about him that I'm learning about that I'm like, oh. So I would just think when you're dating someone think about the list of pros and cons and next time you date someone tell yourself that you don't want the cons to outweigh the pros and you don't even want there to be hopefully a lot of cons but really just trying to think about the things you liked about that person the things that you didn't like and the aspects of strength that you need to have when do you need to break it off did, did you date someone for too long when you know you should have ended it much sooner how did you react to certain things so taking it in of course, there may be a grieving process. You may be sad or frustrated, but once you've overcome those emotions, think about it, write some stuff down, pray about it, and just look back at your experience and learn from it. The next thing I would do is create two lists. Now, I heard a quote saying, the list you have for your future person, you shouldn't do that because it's a whole list of characteristics. And I do agree with that. You don't want to just map out the perfect person. But I just, maybe think about the pillars you have in your life and the pillars that you want another person to have, and you want them to match. So kind of create a list of things that are important to you, your goals, the principles you live by, and 
next time you're dating someone, try to think if, if those match up. Also, to maybe set a set of standards that you want to see next time you date someone. So not just a set of standards for the person you're dating or for, for you, but for when you are dating, what does the relationship look like? And what things do you want to actively pursue? The next tip I have, and this is so important, is spend time with friends and family. Spend time with people that you trust and that know you really well. I know for some people... Um, they don't have the best relationship with their family and so if that's the case find close people that are like family that have your best interests at heart and find some or you know spend a lot of time with your close friends that really know what you want in life and, and the reason I say this is I would encourage you to talk to your friends and family and say hey next time I date someone I really would love you you to hold me accountable or to to help give me some insight and really try to get to know the person I'm dating if I think it's something important to me. And the reason for this is that there are sometimes things that your friends and family see that you don't. And you could take it one way. You could say, oh, they don't don't understand. They don't know what I'm going through. Or if you know that they really care about you and really want you to live a abundant, joyful life, you should listen to them, listen to their concerns, and take it to heart. And so what I did in my life is I told my close friends and family that I, I really trusted, like, hey, next time I date someone, I really want you to talk to them, get to know them, so that I could hear your advice if you think they're a good match for me. And I'm not saying that you need to have someone else outside of your relationship give you the ultimatum if you should date that person and I'm not saying you need to share all the details of your relationship with people what I am saying is your friends and family at least the ones that are really close to you maybe it's just two or three people maybe it's five or six I don't know whatever the people in your life are or whoever they are that are close and have your interests at heart they will tell you if someone is is good for you and I think that's just really important while you're single after a relationship just to say please, I really would like to ask for your advice next time I date someone. Here are the different standards I want. Here are the the things I want in a person, I want in a relationship. And next time I date someone, can you really help me understand if this person you know, meets um, these goals and standards I have? And I think that'll give you a lot of good clarity because God could give you insight, but he also can give a lot of people insight that he wants them to share with you. So those are my tips for dating. I I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I didn't go as long as I did on the first time round of this recording because I I didn't want to be super long. And I know my podcast with my dad ran a little long. But if you all have any questions or if you have different tips that you want to share, please feel free to DM me at my Instagram at girl.godsgotyou or send send me an email, girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com. And I would love to pray for you. I'd love to help you. I would love to gain some tips for you because it's all a learning process. So if you have any tips that I should know, please let me know. But yes, I just want to encourage you that God's got you. Life is about your relationship with him, your purpose, and your plan that he has for you. Life is not all about getting married and having kids. And I know some women think that, some don't. I know that's so controversial in today's society. But honestly, your true purpose here on earth is to love God, love others, and spread the gifts he gave you to the world for his glory. And as long as you make that the center of your life for your entire life, I think that you'll be able to find a really great man of God who also has that as a priority too. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.